Hey Rebel, welcome to Untoxify Your Relationship. Here we will talk about all things healthy and how to get that toxic mess out of you and your partnership. I'm your host, Melissa Webb, a practicing licensed mental health therapist with 10 years experience. I've been on a journey encouraging women to throw the middle finger up at society and to become a rebel, to go against the grain of who and what you are supposed to be and grow into what God has created you to be. And I do this by teaching them skills to cultivate stronger relationships through healthy theology and mental health practices. All right, let's go ahead and hop into it. Hey everyone, um, these sinuses have been kicking my butt this week. I'm so tired of blowing my nose and popping sinus pills. I sound a little nasally today. Y'all just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> but welcome to episode, I believe this is five. And today we're gonna talk about setting boundaries with family members. The holiday season is upon us. It is. It will be here sooner than you know it. And so to prepare you for the holidays, I'm going to hook you up with that one thing that you need to know to set boundaries with family members. This topic comes up because I hear a lot either from people who I do therapy with or just friends. Everybody seems to say like, I can't talk to my family members like that. I can't give them a boundary. If I give them a boundary, then I'm being disrespectful. My response is always, so it's okay for them to disrespect you and you can't give a boundary because you feel disrespected. And people are always like, well, you know, big mama don't, don't like it when you talk back. I'm like, you're not a kid anymore. You're an adult and it's okay to set boundaries with family members. I think people sometimes think that boundaries are rude and that you're being mean when you set a boundary when you're actually not boundaries help relationships right they help to bring the relationship to a healthier place they protect you which we're going to get into a little bit later and boundaries are there to enhance a relationship now however people take it is how people take it as long as you're assertive and you're not being mean or passive aggressive and you tell people how you want to be treated that's not mean. So during Thanksgiving time, when you have your auntie bugging you about when you're going to have babies, when you're going to get a man and when you're going to get married, you'll be able to tell auntie, hey, I really don't want to talk about that right now. You can talk about anything else, but I do not want to talk about that with you. I would appreciate it if you stop asking me those questions. That's that's nice <laughs> because you could say some other things to auntie, but you're choosing not to. So today we are going to discuss what boundaries are, why it's hard to set boundaries with family members. And again, that one thing, if you notice one thing, it will be so much easier to set boundaries with family members. All right, let's get into it. Boundaries are created to protect you from someone who lacks self-control or someone who lacks respect for you. The whole reason for boundaries is protection. Okay, so there are five things to remember when you want to set boundaries. The first thing is, like I said earlier, 
boundaries create healthier relationships. You are letting people know how you want to be treated. And by letting them know, they, it's up to them to choose whether or not they want to respect your wishes or not. You cannot make people respect your boundaries. That is their decision. All you can do is say, hey, this is how I want to be treated. If they continue to treat you disrespectfully, all you got to say is, you know what? I'm going to dismiss myself from this conversation or I don't want to talk to you for the rest of the day. I feel very disrespected by you walking over my boundary when I told you not to do X, Y, Z. You have to issue that consequence and more about consequences a little bit later. Second thing is no is a whole sentence. We're going to do no more people pleasing. What I see people doing, especially when it comes to family, is always saying, yes, 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 yes. Yes, I can do this. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. And when people are always saying yes, they are denying themselves of a no. When you always saying yes to grandma, auntie, cousin, uncle, whoever, you're denying yourself a no, because at some point you might not want to do that, but yet you're out here people pleasing and pleasing other people instead of actually pleasing your needs and your wants. So you're going to fill someone else's cup up and not fill up your own. And now you're dragging and you're wondering why, oh, I do all these things for people and nobody do anything for me. Well, when you going to start doing something for yourself? Starts with you first. When people see you doing things for you, then they'll be like, oh, okay. She respects herself. <laughs> Let me tread lightly on what I want to ask her. They're seeing how you treat yourself. And so they think it's okay for them to always intervene in your space and your timing and in your needs because they don't see you taking care of yourself. So you obviously going to say it's okay for me. So in this holiday season and any season, let's stop people pleasing and start saying no. Because it's okay to say no. And it's okay to deny people their requests. Because at the end of the day, you need to love yourself more. <laughs> and um, take care of you. Now for those people who say self-love is selfish, it's actually not. It's, it's biblical actually. In the Bible, Jesus says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you can't love your neighbor, if you don't love yourself. So you got to start somewhere. So you got to start with self-love and then turn that into neighborly love. I actually stole that from um, Darius Daniels in one of his sermons. So that was not a me thing. That was Darius Dan Daniels thing. The third thing is remember, um, boundaries are protection, not isolation. Boundaries protect yourself from toxicity, right? It protects you from people, like I said earlier, who lacks self-control and who lacks uh, respect for you. You can set a boundary and you can always adjust it accordingly. Let's say you set a boundary with your cousin and you say, hey, I really don't want to talk about that right now because, but you know, we can talk about that another time outside of grandma's house. Okay, cool. The next day, cuz calling like, hey, you know, I wanted to follow up with what I was talking about with you at grandma's house. You're like, oh, okay. Your cousin respected your boundary. Now you're like, okay, I can trust this person. I don't know if I really need this boundary anymore. Let me go ahead and take it away, right? So boundaries are not permanent. They are just there. They, they can be there temporarily. And sometimes they, they can be permanent depending on how the person responds to your boundary. And again, boundaries are not made to keep people out. So like I said in episode one, 
ask yourself, is this a boundary or is this a wall? Because walls keep you isolated, whereas boundaries are a protection. You don't want to be out on an island by yourself. So therefore, ask yourself, am I setting a boundary to protect myself or am I isolating myself from this person? Lastly, number four, remember to always have a consequence with your boundary. And the reason that is, I always think about kids when I think about boundaries and consequences. Um, I have a toddler, he's two, and you can only imagine the boundaries I set with my son. Boundaries like, hey, let's not throw, because if you throw, you can break something. Or, hey, let's not run down the driveway towards the street because if you go towards the street and you run the street the way they drive out here in St. Louis, I might not have a son anymore. So I have to set these boundaries. When he uh, crosses the boundaries, which is a lot of times (laughs) because he's a toddler and he's two and he's in that age where he's testing everything, uh, I have to step in. So if he's running down a driveway, running towards the street, I have to run after him and get him. Then it's, I scoop him up and I put him in the car and put him in the car seat, which he gets mad. But that's your consequence. I told you to chill out <laughs> while I'm getting things in the car, right? If he's throwing things and he throws something and it hits something and it breaks, then I have to swoop, you know, get him, take whatever he had in his head, take it away, put him down and say, hey, you you lose consequence. Uh, you lose all privileges at this point. He gets mad. He cries. He rolls around the ground. After a while, he gets over it. At the end of the day, there are consequences to his actions of, of not obeying boundaries. The same way with Christians and God. God gives boundaries. Well, he gave boundaries in the Garden of Eden. He said, hey, y'all can... Do whatever y'all want with all these other trees. But this tree right here, don't touch it. That was a boundary because God knew God was trying to protect Adam and Eve from eating from that one tree that they weren't supposed to eat from. And then when they did it, he was like, oh, now, now you got a consequence. <laughs> y'all banned from the garden. So even God in all of his sovereignty and awesomeness gives us boundaries as well. This is just not a a worldly thing of boundaries. This is also biblical where God gives us boundaries to follow. We then, you know, have to give boundaries to other people because at the end of the day, we just want to be respected and we want to protect ourselves from other people. I think there's a couple of reasons why people struggle to set boundaries with family members. I think one of the things is closeness. Family is close. Right. You all heard the phrase blood is thicker than water. Family members are, you know, a close knit group of people. And so I think because of the closeness, I think it's hard for people to want to, quote unquote, hurt people's feelings. And so I'm going to give this illustration. I always think of things in levels. So I always say it's levels to this uh, when it comes to close proximity of you and to other people. So think of a ladder. The bottom rung is someone like an acquaintance. Um, You just met them. You know, you're like, hey, okay, you cool, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Let's say second level is like a friend. Third level is like a best friend. Fourth level is, yeah, sister friend slash, you know, your family members, like your sister, your mom, your brother, you know, those close people. Um, And you could put family members all up and down this, this ladder. 
as I'm sure if you, you just met a cousin, they're going to be on the bottom rung. If it's someone like your mom or your dad, they might be on the top rung. When you're on that top step of a ladder, say we're on step number four, if you fall from the fourth step, you lose your footing, you fall. I'm sure you're going to break a leg, maybe an arm. You might be hurt pretty badly um, because that's a pretty long fall from that top step. If you fall from the first step, lost your footing and you fall, you're just going to stumble. You're not going to really hurt yourself. When someone hurts you on that top run, let's say mom, dad, sister, friend, your sister, your brother, that's going to hurt more than someone on that bottom rung, like an acquaintance, where you're just going to stumble. So I think that is why it's hard for people to give those boundaries because they're like, oh, I know that will hurt me. You know, if someone says something to me, I know that will hurt me. Therefore, I don't want to hurt them. And if you think boundaries are mean, then yes, you wouldn't want to give a family member a boundary because you think you're going to hurt them. And so I think sometimes people think about what they will like and how they will think about things and how it will hurt them. And that way they don't want to hurt their family members. So get to my final point. The one thing you need to know when setting boundaries for family members is this. Remove the title. You're like, what? I waited all this time (laughs) to find out what's the one thing I needed to know to set boundaries and you're telling me to remove the title. Absolutely, remove the title. Um, It's always easier to strip someone of their title and then they become a regular human. So if you think about it, think about a king or queen. If a king or queen is stripped of their title, let's say they take their crown, they're no longer queen, Anne of France, they are now just Anne. How you gonna treat Anne? First of all, Anne ain't in the palace no more. Anne on the streets. Uh, she got a regular house. She is regular, right? You don't have to present yourself, you know, and bow to the queen and use all the jargon that you would with a queen. When you see Anne on the street, you're like, hey, Anne girl, how you doing? You don't have to bow to her anymore and say, my queen or whatever it is. So when you take the title from someone called mom or big mama or uncle or cousin, and you just look at them as instead of mom is, I don't know, Dorothy, instead of grandma, it's not, it's now it's Juanita. If you take that title off, then you be able to see like, oh, this is just a regular person. I can set boundaries with a regular person. Now, I think sometimes that title is intimidating. It's intimidating because you're like, oh, that's big mama. I got to respect her. But if her name was just Juanita, you like, mm, Juanita disrespected me. So let me go ahead and let Juanita know how I feel. Instead of it being big mama disrespecting me. Ooh, but I, I, I know what big mama's about. I have to do what big mama tell me to do. Remove the title. Removing the title will help you to be able to form your boundary. Um, say what you need, what you would like. Using those I statements. And be able to say, this is what I need from you. If I don't get this, then this is what's going to happen. Which is that consequence. Doing that 
will save lives and save a lot of headaches um, of people who are struggling to just to say no to family members. And this can even help with your people pleasing, right? If, you know, grandma called you for the fifth time that day, like, baby, I need to go back to the store. You'd be like, you could say, who? Okay, that's not big mama. Her name is Juanita. Okay, don't call her Juanita because you might get slapped. But in your head, be like, okay, this is Juanita. Okay, now formulate your boundary in your head. And then say what you need to say, like, hey, you know, big mama, it's, that's the fifth time today, you know, can we just take a break and I promise you I will come back later on this week to help you out. You got to take care of yourself first and you got to respect yourself and your needs and your wants. So with this upcoming holiday season, because it's going to be here tomorrow, <laughs> even though it's September, I promise you. Thanksgiving is going to be here in like two days. Remember to think about yourself, think about your needs and think about the love you have for yourself before you start to do all these things for other people. And remember that you want to be respected. That's all I got for today. And, you know, I hope to see you all next week and, you know, like, subscribe and let somebody know about the pod and I will see you all next week. Thank you for listening. Go ahead and share this episode with your family and friends. Don't forget to take the quiz on my website to figure out which Beyonce song matches your toxic trait. Go ahead and check it out at d-revolution.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-B-E-L-U-T-I-O-N.com. Thanks and see you next time.